Welcome to Design Confab. I'm Daniel Nelson, writer for Atelier Tally, and each episode I sit down with a lovely person, or people in this case, that I have met in the design industry. This time I'm chatting with interior designers, 2LG Studio, about being vegan. Two LG is an interior design studio based in South East London. Their design work is known for its simplicity, elegance, functionality, and their signature use of colour. They believe that each element of your space should have its own voice and speak about you in some way. We're sitting in their home, oh, just <laughs> uh, a Victorian detached house, which is an ongoing project of theirs. Um, they've created wallpaper with Graham and Brown and custom. Actually, it's not just wallpaper with custom, is it? Fabric textiles, yeah. Style, yeah. Um, lighting with Cameron Design House, rugs with Floor Story, and a furniture collection for Love Your Home, as well as the kitchen with John Lewis of Hungerford that's called Rise. That's Rise, yeah. yeah. Um, not to be confused with the other John Lewis. Not to be confused with <laughs> all, all Rise. Oh, all, all Rise. rise. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I say that? <laughs> Like many others, I first discovered them on BBC Two's Great Interior Design Challenge, and they've been firm fixtures at every design event ever since. <laughs> um, you're, you're men about town, basically. Aren't you? mm-hmm. uh, they're award-winning bloggers and regularly write for the Metro newspaper. Actually, is it weekly or is it? Yeah, every oh, Tuesday. Okay, I should know this. Really, should know. <laughs> um, and they both became vegan in 2016, which is what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. <laughs> it is. So welcome. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Welcome to our home. <laughs> we'll pretend we haven't just been chatting. Yes. For <laughs> with wine. Always and with wine. Yeah, I should probably add it is, it is half seven on a Friday evening. We've got a log fire going. <clears throat> I'm going to dive in with a first quick question, which is, I noticed that you changed to 2LG Studio. This wasn't a secret, though, really. It wasn't. Yeah. Like, I've, just, I've cracked the code. Yeah. <laughs> but you always were Two Lovely Gays. That's how everyone knows you as. Yeah. Um, actually, the story quickly, the Two Lovely Gays, because I know this story, but just for everyone's benefit, where did the name Two Lovely Gays come from? So the first home that we ever bought together, the postcode was SE232LG. I wasn't going to say the first time. <laughs> yeah, it was going to go to that. And we don't live there anymore. But you don't, you don't know the number. But also, we don't live there anymore. Yeah, but no, someone does. Oh, yeah, can you imagine? Oh, and that was all of our friends affectionately called us the two lovely gays. And when we came to name the business over five years ago now, we were like, can we? Shall we? Should we? And we did. And the rest is history, really. It's a very memorable name, though, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was never name. something that was intentional. Um, to be controversial or get on a soapbox or political or it was just... There was a little bit of when all our parents all said, no, you can't possibly. <laughs> yes. Then we did yeah, think, no. oh, well, we must then. Then we absolutely <laughs> should. Um, but the change was as simple as the studio's grown. There's more than the two of us now. Um, How many are you was, in? Uh, we work with like a pool of freelancers. Right, we have yeah. a couple of full-time people um, and, and yeah we just draw I had, I had made an assumption that you'd grown because you can't do everything you do <laughs> <laughs> and not look although we still touch everything that we do 100% yeah. We're, yeah. we're sort of control freaks at, at heart aren't we yeah we just don't apologise 
No, we're, just, we're just going to burn out in about three years. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you might. <laughs> oh my god, not <laughs> um, There was something I was just thinking. Oh yeah, I, sometimes when I've mentioned two lovely gays in meetings, um, people look at me very confused. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> yeah. I remember when we first signed the business, we had a checkbook and it said two lovely gays. <laughs> that was quite fun. We've never written a check, though. Yeah. Ever. Who writes checks? I think that says more about people that raise their eyebrows than it does about you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because you just, you're, it's really, you just say it like it without, mm. yeah. Yeah. Without yeah. a thought. I suppose I wanted to, that. I wanted it to just be said because there's a lot of that kind of someone coming over to you and saying, are you two lovely? Yeah. yeah. And then pulling that face. <laughs> and you just think, you can say the word. Yeah. It's not an offensive word. In well, at fact, first, we I did get a lot of two lovely guys. We're like, no, yeah. almost. Yeah. Nearly just one letter. I think, um, you know, it wasn't a political statement, but essentially we have had the word gay used so negatively so often in front of us because it became a slang term yeah. in recent years. And... We did think, let's start using that word in a positive, in a positive way, way and not let it become a negative word. Yeah. Let's not let that happen. It's about re-ownership and sort yeah. of positivity and joyfulness. But the funny thing is, the people that do feel it feel uncomfortable about it have only known the word in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. So they're not prepared for it as a positive word. <laughs> yeah. But then that, that I think that's what's wrong with this society rather than what's wrong with the word. This is like a, a Trixie Mattel thing where you, yeah. know where, you know where her name came from? No. Her, her stepdad used to call her a Trixie as a, uh, as a like, criticism. A young gay lad, yeah. And then, like, turned it into a, a positive oh. thing. Well, yeah, so yeah. We did, we've done a Trixie Mattel. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, it's only ever served as well. And yeah. if, we've, if, if it's ever been a reason for someone not to work with us, then we shouldn't have worked with that person anyway. Yeah. So, and I'm sure it has numerous times. We, we'll yeah, never know. We'll never know. So what? It's quite, uh, quite uh, actually, because I think the very first time I saw that it had sort of morphed into 2LG and 2LG Studio, I thought, oh, are you, are you having, are you, are, are you hearing negative things that you would want to, you're thinking, okay, oh, actually, if we grow I mean, we have had negative things, but I think that that's part like of the course. I mean, to a we've, wider market. We've certainly had... Uh, some negative moments but you know that wasn't the reason behind the decision yeah. I think it was more that we felt like it was almost like that was the teenage that was the teenage number. version of us and we feel like we've grown up and we sort of wanted the business to evolve yeah. and it was like we could only the only way we could see that happening and I think also when we first started we didn't have a, a sort of back body of work we didn't have a body of work behind us so right. we Physically, we were quite present within our work. Well, we had to be because the only way we could build our brand and get our name out there was because was on us. Right. And now yeah. that we have a body of work, we feel like that should be what represents mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And so, two LG, it feels like that allows the work to speak for itself yeah. a bit more. Also, you can apply two LG to anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like... Well, as in terms of like product, we've, yeah. we've branched into a lot brand of product. So, the two lovely gays rug. Maybe, or the 2LG studio rug. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just, it yeah. felt organic. It didn't, it felt yeah. like it was, There was something that you. was very, very personal about Two Lovely Gays, which I love, <laughs> but I feel like the business has evolved and it needed to be less personal. In quite a nice way, though. It's not like it is a rethink. You haven't had to do 
oh, there's more of us now, we have to completely change our name. No, yeah. and we'll always it be came two from LG, and now it's back to 2LG. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's feels yeah. circular. Yeah. And on Twitter, you can't change your username, so it will always, we'll always be. Yeah. We will always <laughs> well, and we always will be. Yeah. I mean, we always are. Yeah. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> I've always thought it um, about, because I started the company and called it October, um, and I never called it, Daniel Nelson PR or something like that. I didn't actually want to do that. But I always thought, well, what if someone else joins? I don't really want them to have to be... Actually, no, that's not true. It was originally Daniel Nelson. <laughs> and I had somebody join. I've forgotten her name now. Um, Did you make her call herself really... Daniel? <laughs> You're Daniel too. I just called her Daniel. <laughs> I have forgot. I'm the worst at remembering names. Oh as my well, god, she's going to take a comment on this. She'll be like, it's me, Sarah, remember me? You called me Daniela for three years. <laughs> it was her name at danielnelson.co.uk, and oh, I always mouthful, felt really weird it? about it anyway. I Imagine was like, if she oh. was called like June or <laughs> January. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So then I, when I was like properly starting the company, because that was just me on my own, <clears throat> I thought, oh, I'm, I want to do an, like a, I, actually, I've always been a bit behind the scenes anyway. I've never really liked being in the limelight. So I prefer it like that. And even then when I think I started it, it was just me. I was always we <laughs> all the time. Never very good at taking. That is quite funny that we always have to be we, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting yeah. But yeah. also, it's, it's really funny the, the assumptions people make as well, because although we have grown and, you know, we're enjoying the successes of all the hard work we put in early on in in our career. We still get emails which make me laugh today that like, please could you direct us to your marketing department? Yeah. And you're like, yes, yeah, sure. Russell! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, I think when you you become a studio or, or, or however you want to phrase it or, or call it, yeah. that, that people's assumption of that is, is, is interesting. Uh, so I wanted to get into, most importantly, about being vegan. That's the idea. Yes. To talk about this because I, I don't remember when you first told me. It might have been I approached you about a brand thing and you said we're vegan. Or, oh, or I yeah. might have just seen. I can't really remember exactly when. <clears throat> I mean, you were very public about it, but not too too public. Yeah, we've, we've put hashtag vegan on a few things, haven't we? Well, we've got <laughs> on your profile now as well. Yeah. With everything, we, we try to be positive and put positivity out there. So with, you know, our personal life choices, which are coming into our business, we've been about leaving the carrot, not the stick. Yeah. But that so. sounds a bit, um, that sounds a bit simple. I, mean, I think the reason is, is because we both came from the acting profession mm. and we experienced some things that weren't so positive. Mm -hmm. And so I suppose we thought, this is a second career, this is a second chance, and let's make sure that we just put positivity out there and we Mm. don't allow... And, you know, that whole idea of what you put out comes back to you. And so far, touch wood, we don't tend to get much negativity. And and I just... I want to be a positive voice in the world. I don't want to be a negative voice in the world. So we aren't about criticism or shame. Uh, we're not about telling anybody. It's not about or judging judgment anybody. on anyone else. It's a very personal journey for us that yeah. Yeah. Has, has become very meaningful and sort of yeah. So we were very happy to talk about it because because we just thought it's a positive thing. Yeah, and we're learning about it ourselves all the time. It's for us. It's really exciting. It was a. It was something that transitioned over probably twelve months where we were sort of dabbling in being vegetarian and then it, it came to a point I remember the exact moment because we were watching um, Okja um, which if you haven't seen it it's a great movie Tilda Swinton and 
Ireland. How do you spell um, it? Okja. O K J A. Oh, okay. It's, and it's, uh, it's like um, Save the Future adults. It's, it is <laughs> like Save the Adults. It's set in the future where there's no more food, so they develop a super pig and they give six of them to different children around the world to raise, and then it just turns into an awful bloody mess. It's a beautiful movie. Out. It's a lovely and then, film. Yeah, we were but both very, very moving and, and sad. And yeah, we just turned to each other at the end, floods of tears, and we were like, that's it. No more. It was yeah. a bit of a light switch moment because I suppose I have such a strong bond with Buckley, our dog, who you might be able to hear in the background. <laughs> um, and I was getting really sort of um, upset and confused about why it hurt me so much when I was seeing and reading about certain things in the media to do with animal welfare and to do with the state of the world and the natural world specifically. Um, and then I just sort of had a light switch moment of making the connection between this animal that I love so much mm. and the animals that on a daily basis are being murdered, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> But it was, a, it was a light bulb moment. It was like, I love him. I don't want that to happen to him, so why would I want it to happen to me? It's, it's yeah. when people are like, oh, I just love animals. But do though, because you still eat pigs. Yeah. <laughs> and pigs are like as intelligent. We had a wonderful <laughs> conversation with Jordan's now the other day, and she was on the phone. What have you had for your lunch? She said, I've had a bacon sandwich. And and, and Jordan said, You know that, that pigs are as intelligent as dogs, don't you? And she said, What's pigs got to do with it? <laughs> really? Yeah, I was like, Oh dear, grand. But Bless I don't you. think people make that connection on a daily basis. No. They actually don't it's really anymore. It's easy to remove yourself. Because everything it? is yeah, so packaged. It's very easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not like it was called I've had a pig sandwich or something no yeah well and actually yeah. we, you know we've got friends that don't they you know they call it pork because the child doesn't necessarily associate that with a pig yeah and it's like oh I don't know I don't know so it's, you're not scaring it's, them like no <laughs> it's it's very strange but it's for us it's been a, it's, it was such an easy decision once we made it yeah and we've not looked back at all and it's just been an incredible learning experience and a feeling of positivity. Buckley's found a ball. Oh no, we actually <laughs> found his green ball, we <laughs> found his blue ball. It's like you knew we were talking about this issue. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play ball. Come on, Dolly. I'm now chasing you round the table. Buckley. Come here. You see here. Good boy. <laughs> They say dogs are colourblind and he's got this exact same ball in green, blue and pink and he only ever plays with the green one unless we hide it. <laughs> and then the blue one comes out. Yeah, these are his, this is his bee ball. <laughs> <laughs> and the pink one never... He never touches. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind him playing with that one, at least it matches the decor. It's this lime green one that he loves, it's awful. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good moment to move on to another question. <laughs> um, I was well. I almost want to skip ahead to my my question. More, um, yeah, I will actually, and we can always come back. Um, is you now? Well, actually, I no. This was when I was doing work with Case Furniture, and you were doing a grand designs like entirely vegan interior the or something. The eco-pod. Yeah. It was more about sustainability than vegan, but there were some vegan products within it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we called it our love workspace as opposed to live work. So um, it was one of the show spaces, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we tried to envision 
we were we were sort of midway or just about to start our own live work love work renovation at home studio and we, we it just it posed a lot of questions of what how we want to work how yeah. people work what is a workspace today um and then tried to layer in the sort of eco sustainability vegan and could we still create something that was desirable beautiful super functional obviously it sounds so sort of trite to say we were you know that there's a lot of talk now about sustainability and about eco products and what does that even mean? Is green yeah. even a real thing? Yeah. Is anything green? Um, and uh, I suppose it was more a case of layering that space with materials that made us happy and made us feel good. Mm-hmm. So there was a nice... We, we were sort of exploring what was out there if you want leather but you can't have it because you're now vegan. Yeah. Um, what is out there? Um, and that was... It was quite a sort of fun yeah. journey to, to find out and you know we'd obviously been working with Smile Plastics previously who do recycled plastic materials um, so we, the worktops were made out of recycled yoghurt pots and um, it was just nice to have the opportunity to explore those yeah. sorts of materials which you don't often get to use I think and uh, I couldn't do it in the end but the vegan leather stool thing, mm. that's what we were talking about Yes, and I think you've got something else in the end, but I did, I was even like, what is vegan leather? <laughs> yeah, well, that's vegan leather. That I, that, that cushion, cushion, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, Pinitex, which and actually they don't like to use the word vegan leather because it's a material in itself, and it's a right. It's made from the the husk of pineapples, and we we, we all understand that. the word leather, so we have to yeah. use something to it's describe. It's like it, a marketing thing, isn't it? But it, yeah, yeah. Um, but also um, cork, like a cork leather, so yeah. mine the cork is great in Well, I just read about a new leather, this is on Dazine actually. Mushroom. No, it's um, linoleum leather. Oh. So it's the same material oh, yeah. that you make linoleum floors out of, Makes which sense. is all natural. Yeah, I hadn't um, realised that. Is that just a way of dressing up like a sort of... No, I was looking at it and it looks really nice, because apparently I didn't realise this, but linoleum is plant oils yeah. with powdered um, cork or wood generally set into it and then they dye that so it can be any colour but this one they'd left it its natural colour which was which was wood so it it looks like tan leather and it's really lovely it looks I'm gonna find some it looked really nice I I, when I was doing my flat I discovered this I I thought everyone thinks of lino in a really bad way yeah (laughs) and um interchangeably people talk about vinyl flooring and linoleum flooring as if they're the same thing. And I think for ages I thought they were. And then discovering that it's it's actually natural. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> but vinyl's obviously not. That's plastic. Yeah. <clears throat> but I suppose linoleum got a bad name because in time gone by, it had the people got the idea that it cracks and it ages. Yeah. And and there weren't very many interesting designs going on. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. It's like an orange and brown checkerboard almost. Yeah. Sort of yeah. situation. <laughs> It was just a cheap way of doing something, so um, but actually quite a good material that mm. has got a bad rep. Yeah, <laughs> and also we love boundaries as as designers. We we you know I don't like, like an open brief. Yourself. I like a boundary. I like what can you do within this yeah boundary. What's and the you also boundary I'm looking for. Well, you also like a no. So if someone says you can't have it or it, or it doesn't exist, then you think <laughs> okay, well, well let's the second find I, the second I can't find something, I'm interested. Right. Because it doesn't exist, or is there's not much of it around, or whatever. Um, but that, yeah, I, I think boundaries force creativity, 
and make you think in a different way and sort of yeah. so that always interests us doesn't it yeah and and you know when we decided to go vegan at no point did we suddenly think that's going to change our business we had no idea that that yeah i mean as non-vegans it hadn't actually occurred to us that that meant we were going to start changing the way we specified materials mm. yeah um well in our personal life and our private life i mean i love shoes and it's like no, it's Stella McCartney or Bus. <laughs> you know, <laughs> although not. No, we yeah, just found a few. Matt and Nat, we just found a really great. Um, oh yeah, vegan. you're doing stories. We did about some stories today. Yeah. yeah, we got some some boots and a couple of bags and um, even a collar for Buckley. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard. It's not easy. But I guess by five, five or ten years ago, this would have been there would be nothing. Nothing. Yeah. There's more, even this last 12 months, it's suddenly Definitely. ramped up a notch. And, and I think what, from, from our point of view, what's important, as well as the sustainability and the eco and the kind nature of it all, is that it's also beautiful and well-designed yeah. and appropriate and, yeah. and all of those things. Yeah, a lot of time you see a product that is sustainable and everyone's oh it's wonderful and actually it's, it's the ugliest thing you've ever yeah. seen there's a lot of ugly recycled plastic chairs <laughs> and just because there, it's yeah. sustainable doesn't mean that it should exist just because you can it doesn't mean you should which is something we often say um, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's it's finding those things that is challenging yeah. or, and exciting yeah but, uh, with the projects that you're doing then say for clients is that something you try and steer them towards or you let them have their own ideas I think we, we um, it's quite, you said, it, as you said, it's quite, you know, out there that we are vegan. Um, we've never forced that on any clients, but at the same time, we don't... We're not going to be specifying any leather. We don't specify leather, oh, right, okay. but yeah. we, and we don't specify, you know, obviously fur, or um, we try to avoid shearling or <laughs> silk. No shearling. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, Buckley sneezes. Buckley, Buckley agrees. <laughs> Generally, when he sneezes, that's like a protest. Maybe he's, he's like, "What?" You heard the word um, <laughs> but at the same time, we're not throwing things away. So I'm not throwing away all of my leather shoes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know that would be silly and yeah. wasteful, and and that you know. Yeah, but you've only been doing it for two years, so yeah. Yes. Although I haven't worn any of my leather coats in, because I do feel a bit weird. You don't want them. to wear them. No. Do you think people, if they saw you wearing that? Would say something. No, I probably would. Yeah. Well, I might probably say something. I'd be a bit like, hmm, she's vegan, right? I just think one, there's only one thing shoes, worse than jacket. cruelty. <laughs> but there's only one thing worse than cruelty, and that's waste. So you sort of think, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no point in just getting rid of a load of perfectly good stuff. Yeah. That's pointless. I just need to give away all my. I've got about seven leather biker jackets yeah. in like every colour imaginable. You heard it here first, but there's going to be a, a great leather giveaway. <laughs> yeah. okay. I do, because every time I think about like, oh, I'd like to put them, then I'm just like, oh, I don't know, I feel a bit it weird. It feels weird. Yeah. yeah. But I don't feel that way about shoes, but I suppose that's because. I think leather's yeah. a funny one because instantly people say to you, but leather's a byproduct. And I'm like, but it's a byproduct of an industry that That's I wish industry. didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's not my byproduct. <laughs> um, and I think there's what, things that you just can't unsee, you know, there's, there's a lot. I think once you scratch the surface and you really are. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. More awoken. That. Is that a word? Yeah. Once you're awoken or awake to it. It's very difficult to not We see went it. to the screening, a premiere of a, a documentary called Dominion, which is all about animal welfare across the world. 
And it's one of the most harrowing things I've ever sat through in my entire life, and it was not an enjoyable experience at all, but it certainly... I think they should play has, schools. I know, it's one of those things and you just think, this is something that governments should be watching, because this is happening every day in the world, yeah. and no one is aware of it. Mm. And it did make me think, wow, I, uh, I feel like I'm happy that I'm doing this. Because I, I didn't realise until we made the change how unhappy certain things were making me because I was sort of letting them go yeah. and turning a blind eye. And mm. it sort of feels better that I've made a positive choice for myself. And that doesn't mean I'm in any way judgmental of anyone else because I know that everyone else is on their own journey, but that's where I'm at. I think and the first thing people say is, don't you miss cheese and don't you miss chocolate? And actually, I th- I, honestly, honestly, I don't feel like I miss anything. What are the choices then for things like... Because there are things like vegan cheese and vegan chocolate. That's, I mean, all of this. Yeah. I mean, again, that is is same as leather, vegan leather. I mean, it's just... It's in its infancy in a way. And I feel like the only way is up and everyone's... There's a lot of statistics out there saying that there's going to be like an $85 billion industry in <laughs> vegan cheese by 2040 and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, okay. Um, which, you know, maybe there is because it's definitely got room to improve and yeah. it's, it is doing so at quite a rapid pace. Mm. So, again, we've only been vegan for two years, but there's some really nice products out there now. And partly that's because your taste buds change and you get used to eating certain things. And now that we're used to eating this, there's all sorts of different tastes that you're, you know, that you get interested in. But, um, what's kind of difficult with interiors, what, where there's real challenges. Cause I'm just talking about vegan leather, but that feels like something that there's materials that you can upholster in that are vegan. Yeah, there must be other materials where it's like oh, there's nothing really around and it's ugly. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, it's it's difficult. I mean, we we tried to develop a vegan bootleg, didn't we? And we we are developing, um, but it's definitely a long process because we have had some successful experiments with meals that we were working with with Love Your Home and Love Your Home did lots of work with us towards that, and that's ongoing. But it's definitely not readily available and it's mm. not easy and surprisingly so when you sort of looked into it and you just thought surely there's a vegan bouquet made out of linen and cotton and or maybe a polyester mix out there i mean there are some but they're not very nice <laughs> so there's room for improvement yeah. but i suppose that market just isn't there yet so it's it's going to grow and it's going to change and that's something we want to try and experiment with yeah. next year yeah. yeah but also at the same time as all of this we're we're not hard on ourselves about it, yeah. Because we feel like we are making personal changes, and we're doing as much as we can now. Mm. And we're constantly trying to learn and find out more information and, and what's next and how can we do better and sort of. But yeah. there's no point beating yourself up about it, or or other people like we said Just earlier. All or nothing, like it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Th- there's no black and white. Life's all about the grey areas, and and we sort of try to be comfortable in that area. The, the critics of the of would always like we were taking the saying wearing a leather jacket but you've had it for a long time before you decide to become vegan you're not going to get rid of it mm. but 
when you make a statement like that, then there's critics that, although you haven't experienced it, thankfully. Well, no, I've seen it, though. I know that there are people that are violently opposed to that sort of attitude. Um, and I, I, I'm beginning to understand that more and more. Like, I suppose the longer you live a certain lifestyle, the more into it you get. And yeah. the more, like you said, you feel a bit strange wearing a leather jacket now because yeah. it, it doesn't feel right. No. Um, so it's no longer about you know, it, it being an old thing, it's just you don't really want to wear it anymore. Um, it's not; it doesn't sit well with your ethics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, and I, I suppose in terms of the critics, there are going to be critics of it's everything everyone does in yeah. their daily life, and no one's ever going to be hitting every touch point. I mean, yeah. we a lot of leather alternatives involve plastic so if you if your yeah. particular thing was that you wanted to avoid plastic entirely then you're not going to like some of the leather alternatives that yeah. exist in the world um, but then a huge amount of sustainable you know products that are utilizing waste materials involve new plastic as well so yeah. scratch the surface on any of those arenas there's there's gray areas and problems um, it's hard to be really firm about because you'll you'll end up restricting yourself so much you can't do anything because mm. it's not like it's all there yet and solved. So it's yeah. hard enough to find a vegan wine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I sort of decided that I wasn't going to be hard on myself because what's the point? It's it's like do something good. You kind of you try that first, and then if you can't, yeah, then try like, and see how how much you can do. Yeah, yeah. The, um, there's a question I've got, and also we're helpfully at 30 minutes here. Oh. So, um, I was uh, a question I was going to ask, which was almost how this is more about food rather than design. But um, others thinking about becoming vegan. You actually mentioned Hello Fresh. You were getting Hello. I, I get Hello Fresh, um, <clears throat> and you were picking the vegetarian ones in there because actually it's really easy to do it that way, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You can actually start to yeah like make these choices but HelloFresh don't do vegan yet I've been no. I've been having various we tweet them every now and then <laughs> no, well, no I've been speaking to them on email actually and oh, they are looking there. into it but they don't yet so well, I, I know imagine. that Mindful Chef do there's a few out there that do and, and oh, yeah. actually All Plants is the one that we went to when we first turned vegan because it, they right. do frozen um, it's all whole food so it's freshly prepared, but they freeze it and send it out to you so you can buy in bulk. So and there's oh, lots okay. of transitional foods, they call them. So things that you would recognise, like a mac and cheese. Yeah. Or like a lasagna. Yeah. Or sort of... Kate Baxter had a similar thing and... with, um, with her being dairy-free. And she was having things like mac and cheese with dairy-free mm -hmm. cheese. Um, yeah, because you don't want to go totally cold turkey. That's a terrible choice of phrase. People just imagine that we eat broccoli and sort of, what do you eat? Yeah, like, well, yeah, so we, we did seek out alternatives for our favourite things for the first few months, didn't yeah. we? And we do still, like I cooked a moussaka the other day with um, vegan mints and... Yeah, and made but there's lot left the vegan there's loads sauce. of cool things happening in the food thing. So there's yeah. great things like what the pizza <clears throat> and um, there's loads of them. I can't think of them. When you're in supermarkets, you see these now. I mean, it's like gluten free was before. Uh, yeah, there's, there's now sections. There's now vegan like, yeah. sections. <laughs> like well, Templar Satan. Yeah, there's all these pop ups of doing like street food, and and it's generally comfort food or, or food that 
people would recognise as non-vegan. Like, but I would also say Instagram. I think is, has been the biggest, I most helpful massive, tool. Because really, yeah. when I was when we first went vegan, and there was that first week of going, so what do we do? Yeah, it was. I literally was all over ideas. Instagram and yeah. just watching loads of vegan chefs, and there are so many. Well, there's a great yeah. one called Accidentally Vegan, and it's loads <laughs> of food that is accidentally vegan. So things like um, Oreo biscuits, Oreos, frazzles, <laughs> skittles. It's normally like junky, or it'll be like Morrison's have released a donut that's accidentally vegan. Yeah, and it, it's also. But it's we, when we first transitioned, it was so. Useful. It was quite useful when you were having a day where you thought, oh god, I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to eat a bag of Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, obviously don't do that. Don't go and just eat Oreos. Just to get you through. That is definitely an Instagram that I would say. Bosch TV is amazing, and Erin Island, and mm. Carrots and Flowers. There's, there's loads. There's two lovely Irish chaps. Um, the Happy Pair. Yeah. There's lots. But it's the same as the, the vegan leather pinotex that we found that through. You have to say that very slowly. Pinotex. <laughs> um, we found that through Instagram as well. I mean, oh, Instagram okay. is a great sourcing tool mm. in all ways. So it's, it's changed quite a lot. I'm sure more to come. Yeah. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. That feels like quite a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is kind of the plug-in time the, when you want to plug something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it you want to say? Well, how can people find you? I think that's the easiest thing first. For anyone who doesn't already. For anyone that doesn't well. follow us already, yeah, yeah it's uh, at 2LG Studio on Instagram, number two. Or 2LGstudio.com to go and see our portfolio. And yeah. two lovely gays at Twitter. Yeah, and check out our latest wallpaper collection for Graham and Brown I suppose with um, Buckley he's yeah. one of the designs the sausage <laughs> dog if you like dogs you'll like that design hopefully uh, <laughs> and did Kate St Hill get that yes yeah. 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 the grey one yeah it's really nice mm. <laughs> Buckley's not interested he's like I'm asleep now he has no he's, idea he's, now now that we're coming towards the end he's decided <laughs> he doesn't need to make any more noise <laughs> okay well thank you very much for coming on the podcast thank you oh, thank you <laughs> Um, and to everyone else, just uh, tune in, subscribe on whichever podcast app that you use. It's across all of them. And see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.